0: So, I don't I'm glad you wouldn't want to record it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no tough questions,
1: I mean. no, tough questions. Nah, no tough questions at all, no. Can so. sure. mm. I just sit down,
2: please?
0: Right, hello and welcome to In Conversation with, you. my name is Colin MacDonald, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host down the end there, Mr. Gavin Kelly. What's up, man? How are you?
1: Not too bad, not too,
0: not too bad. bad. Not too yeah. bad, not too bad. Today we are joined by a former communication student, I should mention as well. Hey. hey. Um, but also DJ and founder of the Lost Collective, Mr. Ownlines. Lines. Oh, How are you, doing? Thanks for having me. Now. What was the thought process? Because you just mentioned there before we started that you haven't done an interview in a while. Yeah. Uh, probably over a year, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, were you surprised when I kind of asked you? So to, to be honest. Absolutely, yeah. When I like, drunkenly stumbled up to <laughs> at, at one of the many <laughs> lost that I've been. Happens in too often with honest. Honestly, yeah. Um, but no, it was it was a decision that uh, stuck with me as I woke up over the next day so it, it wasn't
2: just drunken uh, mumbling yeah, but, I, know, I know that's fair enough I, um, I suppose we're not really at the stage where I get asked very much yeah, for suppose, interviews yeah. and stuff like that like, you know, so I suppose it's an honour tip for somebody to be interested in something that we're interested in as <laughs> yeah, well like, you know. it's just
0: a really fascinating thing and we'll get into the whole scene as we go down through the interview but um, we'll start quite, quite we'll start with yourself Owen yeah, start own. with yourself so like techno, dance music electronic music was that
2: Something that grasped you from an early age? Um, yes, yes. So I I originally got into it when I was about twelve or thirteen. Got my first sex from uh, Santa, believe it or not, when I was about twelve, when okay. I still believed. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it goes back that far. Well, and, was uh, Santa <laughs> yes, really yes, yeah. and uh, I suppose I started around my hometown in Carrick and Shannon, just uh, playing kind of pub games and stuff for
0: like that. Um, a a so yes, like... I, I, I live
2: around
1: in Cavan.
0: Oh, so I know really, a lot of
2: people, you're yeah. Not, you're not too far from us at all. No, not you? a bit, not a bit. Yeah, so I suppose like every young person from Carrick, um, are, like we all are employed in something to do with that hens and stag trade. So that's yeah. what got me into it because I just never really wanted to be collecting glasses or anything like that. That's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Or working behind a bar. So um, yeah, I suppose I got a lot of early on experience playing a lot of music I didn't really want to be playing, like kind of commercially stuff and that, music. which really I, I owe a lot to because... Um it's what I feel brought me on as a DJ, yeah, kinda just to been able your, to have cut your teeth with something like anyway. Yeah, exactly. And kinda of learn. um I kinda of, you know, learned how to play to the crowds I wouldn't be um mm. you know, I, I that I wouldn't want to be playing uh, playing to ideally. Yeah. So um yeah, that's what that's that's uh, how where it all started I suppose in Carrick. Um yeah, I, there was a, a nightclub at home, Club three sixty, that were really interested in starting something a bit more dance orientated and i had been kind of plaguing them for years just to let me in let me get in and, and do something Um so they took me on as a resident and then when i saw there was a bit of kind of grounds for something a bit bigger i asked if we could start like a kind of a branded night that we'd run on a regular basis so um lost in leitrim, lost in leitrim was born was then born, yeah. um, and and uh, i suppose we got two or three nights under our belt and uh once we had a bit of cash behind us, then I was like, well, I'd love to bring down, like, a DJ mm. or something what from Dublin. What kind of
0: crowds were you, were you pulling
2: in? So, like, at the, around then, it was, like, maybe 100, 150 every mm. night in a, in a c- venue that had a capacity of, like, 300. So, it was kind of a bit strange. It wasn't really, um, uh, you know, it wasn't the most the most ideal, but it was all we had in character. It was nothing like it um, before. So, I was kind of um, proud, in a way, to be kind of giving my friends the opportunities to be going out and... and Dancing to music, they actually enjoy Absolutely. listening to at home oh, yeah. because yeah. there was nothing else around like a slide I can definitely see where you're coming place. from
1: because, look, I don't know if you've been out in Ballyconal, but uh, there's, there's Larry do. Lee's. Uh, <laughs> that's like the pub club, and it's just they serve like poison. Uh, to The young know, ones like it's been shut down a couple of times, mm-hmm. and uh, like when I go out, it's I'm just going to the bar. You know, it's there's no you know, that music I really like is, is in town. Yeah. So like, fair play to you for like going into a local town, saying you know there is a market, people want to see this stuff.
2: Yeah, and, and I suppose um, even like when, like a bit later down the line when we decided to take it to, to Dublin, like I kind of was proud of the fact that some of the residents we had in Carrick then kind of took over when I eventually moved lost out of Carrick yeah. and, um you know, a few other nights like House of Funk and stuff like that started in Carrick after, afterwards, so um it's really nice to see you. and as I said, like I owe a lot to starting off as a DJ in Carrick because really fine-tuned me and learning how to play loads of different genres and like um, I think especially as a promoter, I learned so much because that was where I made all my mistakes. Like I read, or I, I I read articles of like fabulous events being run in Dublin and selling out all this kind of thing. I didn't have any taste of that whatsoever until mm-hmm. I came to Dublin. Never sold out an event near, never even got near to that, like because mm-hmm. there was just never the, the market for it in Carrick. I suppose we were just running. the population, yeah, population. Yeah, I know exactly, exactly.
1: Well, in terms of what you're saying there. What are some things that you've learned as being a promoter? Like, what are the
2: the key things, the dos and don'ts, really? Yeah, well, I suppose it was like working with a budget, um, was, was the main thing I learned uh, in Carrick, and I got really lucky because when the nightclub at home, like, they were never really music was never there, um, to drive and force behind what they wanted. It was always just getting people through the door and making money. Mm. So I always had to be very conscious of that. And I suppose when they realised there was a bit of a market for it after a few events. And um, they started putting money for it, which was really lucky for me because, like, I was getting like maybe 500 quid to put on an event and being able to ask friends to come down to like a, the first one we threw on was uh, DJ Dees and um, that was again, like, I suppose the whole idea behind Lost in Leitrim was the fact that you were never going to have a DJ like DJ D's yeah. playing in Leitrim without that. So the whole idea of it being Lost down there was, was, um, yeah, it was really good. I, I really enjoyed it back then, like, you know, it's a lot different now. Um, because like I was just being given everything by the by the nightclub I suppose to to get it going like whereas now it's more so we're just kind of working and building up ourselves. And you have to fight to get in places. Yeah, isn't exactly.
0: It? So you have to kind of prove yourself to, yeah. to the venues to let you come perform there.
2: Absolutely, but I was really lucky to start to have the likes of like the club three sixty and that to be giving me those opportunities and kind of making those um, trial and error mistakes like before I came to Dublin like so. And then the big smoke did come call and You weren't
0: gonna. You're
2: gonna stay in character time too long. Yeah. So, um, um, I suppose it happened a bit like earlier or a bit later than I would have liked. Like mm. last, only started in Dublin in my final year in communications. It was always yeah. something I wanted to start earlier. It was just like, uh, I suppose it's a big a big leap to make, and I suppose being scared of what what could go wrong was what put me off for a long time. Like there was a lot of great collectors in Dublin that I just would have not even considered um, us as. Being able to com- compete with the likes of those, like, mm. you know, um.
0: I suppose it's the same with any like startup. Biz- I mean, I say business because it, you do it, it is a part of your living, like making a living for you. So, like, it's the same with any startup where, like, you kind of always have to take that risk, yeah, that something might not go your way.
2: Well, like, I'd, I'll, I'll just correct you there a small and okay. that, like, I've actually since we've moved to Dublin, like, none of the lads involved have actually taken any profit from us. Oh, really? okay. Um. so, like, I suppose that's kind of it's it's more of a hobby for us right. hopefully at some stage maybe we might get a small bit of like uh i suppose compensation from it down <laughs> the line um but that's not that's not the, the goal for us like you know it was always just about um i suppose putting on parties that we'd want to go out to with our friends ourselves like you know and um especially since we've come to dublin that's been the the goal so everything we've ever made has been reinvested and i suppose that's gotten us to the Sage Rush we're, we're at today. Where you've gotten to play many great
0: venues across Dublin. Any particular favourite of the ones that you've played so far?
2: Um, I've like the rest of the lads in it will disagree with me, but I've a bit of a love for Fibris, even though it's not a it's not the ideal venue for it. I just think because we. We started out there our first night was there, people kind of associate us with that venue. Mm. Um I just have a bit of a grow for it but And going
0: back to the to the interview that you did do now uh, over a year ago, you said that you're a fan of more intimate venues close like tight knit. And venues so that probably fits into that mode quite perfectly. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um I suppose part of us part of what we're trying to do in Lost as well is kind of throw on parties in places that people haven't been before. Yeah. And that's what the draw was with Fibbers um in the first place like and I suppose since then we've been in the Soundhouse in Wigwam in Dublin and uh, our our goal really would be to get to other places as well. Now yeah. we haven't really had a lot of time of late to be like looking into new venues but it is it is part of do you know what, what we want to be doing anyways
0: But you do have a couple of announcements there in the past two weeks, one as recent as yesterday, do you want yes. to give them a
2: quick plug there? Yeah absolutely, so um, I suppose on the topic of new venues we're, we're making our debut as a collective in Index on the 20th of March and um, I suppose money wise it'll be our biggest investment in, into an event ever um, we're bringing over uh, Kev Coco, formerly a uh, member of FIAC and he's uh, it's he's kind of I. When I got into techno as I came to college like obviously it was a bit of a progression and um, I didn't actually start enjoying heavier stuff until I came to into first and second year and mm-hmm. they were kind of a massive um, kind of draw to me for it I just loved it, it was so different um, to what I'd been listening to before and uh, so I've always really wanted to book those so um, we actually had a bit of a debate uh, yesterday in our group chat as to whether we should say that we're proud of the event before it even happens <laughs> um, but uh, yeah no definitely something I'm chuffed about now so yeah uh, just in it.
1: regards to Index
2: um, I haven't been myself have you been gone no, no. Actually, um, been the what's point. the venue like we um Index is kind of uh, it's one of my favourite venues that's left in Dublin and um, just because of the atmosphere it's kind of just a big black room um ideal for that kind of music yeah. Um I'm uh, gonna let it speak for itself hopefully you guys will be uh, <laughs> we can Absolutely. tag along and experience it that's for yourselves way, but um, yeah. um yeah, no, I'm, I'm really chuffed to be running an event there. Like, t- if you had told me, like, back when I was bringing last to Dublin, um, that we would eventually have a big act in, in index, I probably would have said no chance, but sure,
0: here we are. Um, when it comes into the actual technical side of the Knights themselves, Obviously it's not the same guys DJing every time Like some nights that you're a DJ and some nights some of the other lads mm-hmm. How do you decide that is like a, a rota kind of system like you're on
2: this day and Yeah I suppose there's five of us involved um, All five of us are DJs but I think we all kind of have uh, um the same thing in common And that it's all about putting the event on And making like the best event for people to come and come and see and come and enjoy um, So yes we obviously have it's where we try and split it up like as evenly as possible to make sure everybody's getting the same amount of gigs. but at the end of the day like for bookings and stuff like that now it's very much a case of whoever's in the whoever, you know whoever's the best to play support for this actor. you know if we're, if we're trying to create a certain atmosphere for a night, um it's it's something that we're really lucky to be able to do now that like we've kind of got people sending us mixes and stuff like that. and if as I said, if we're trying to just create something in particular for one particular night, we can just kind of, Crafted around that and select DJs for the right positions and that kind of thing. And it's um, it is cool. Like it's kind of what I always wanted wanted it to become. Um, it's just a shame that I'm I'm kind of finished now and it's kind of um, juggling it with jobs and stuff like that. But um, yeah, no, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so bad.
1: Um, I, I guess on
2: loss is kind of part of this
1: bigger movement we're seeing with like youth culture in Ireland. I think specifically because of course we've seen the Give Us Tonight campaign uh make strides due to some of the closures of venues like district 8 and the bernard shaw so as this has went on is that something you ever considered that you'd be part of like this youth movement of sorts and is it something that you want to you know keep a grasp onto if you want to you know let's uh just uh, keep it in your head that you're supporting you know youth culture and young acts and young performers
2: yeah so i suppose like um all of the young collectives in Ireland can consider themselves part of it now because we're all part of an industry that gives us the night. is trying to change. Um, having come out of communications, uh, I still don't know what I want to do, believe it or not. Um, but my plan B was always uh, was always going to be DJing, mm-hmm. and and when I say plan B, I mean like I always had a, I, Plan A was always just keeping money coming in and stuff to keep my parents happy and that kind of yeah. thing. Um, and DJing has already always gone perfectly along with that, and promoting Lost has already gone. Uh, has gone perfectly along with that and right now it's actually the only thing I'm doing right now so I'm really enjoying this time at the moment um, and yeah I suppose we can all consider ourselves part of give us a night like ideally I would love for this to be my full time job mm-hmm. and right now as it stands in Ireland uh, it's not the place for me to make this my career Like we just okay. don't have the, um, the legislation there for us to be able to build careers around nightlife and Um, I suppose that's the great thing about Give Us Tonight is that it's kind of creating discussion about it, getting it more into the public eye, hopefully forcing or or kind of persuading politicians and stuff to make that legislation to be able to keep people like ourselves in Ireland and and doing what we love in the country. Like um, me, myself, I'm already making plans to move to London in June or July once this college semester finishes um, just to get a taste of what it's like over there. Um, and uh, and hopefully be able to bring some of that back to Dublin if Lost if Yeah, well, <laughs> you never know. You never know, but um, hopefully, yeah. So with the
0: collective now, like you're in a pretty good space, and it's fair to say that like you're only kind of growing in popularity from the first night that we went to the most recent one. Like the crowds are getting bigger. Um, is it? Do you set yourselves goals, or are you just kind of riding the wave?
2: Um, very much riding the wave. Yeah. Um, I think we were we always had in our heads we wanted to make big bookings, and so. Um, having someone like Kev Coco now on an event coming up is, is, I suppose, a goal that we've been working towards, but we've never been it's never been the case of oh, well, we need to be doing this, this, and this to get to that stage. It's just been taking one event at a time, which is actually has worked against us in some cases because other collectives are can be a lot more organised than us and have like a block bookings done in for an entire year and have their year planned out and then they ride the wave that way, whereas yeah. we're basically. Very much, just take it as it comes. Sure, sure. But that's that's what I like about it. Like it's we're just trying to have a bit of fun. It's a hobby at the end of the day, and um, it does get very stressful, especially with these bigger events. And I think we just kind of need to remind ourselves that we are just doing this as a hobby. Like it's yeah. what we like to do. We're not getting any financial gain out of ourselves at the moment. So um, like, uh, I'm I'm happy to keep it that way at the moment. You know. Brilliant
0: so um, moving away from law specifically and then just kind of I want to go into your kind of own interests so I asked you beforehand to kind of think of some of your favourite DJs yeah. um, now and like all time what, what are some of the names that you're going to throw out
2: um, I, I suppose I, I like DJs that kind of are about the same kind of thing that I am and I don't like playing I'd, I'd hate to be branded as like a techno DJ or a house DJ or something yeah. like that because I, I just have too much of a love for it all to be kind of singled out as just playing one and play um, yeah so i like at the moment i really like playing like a bit of you know, fast dance music i love playing grime and stuff like that as well um, and i suppose it's whoever replicates that for me at the moment is who i listen to so i can't exactly say well this person this person this person but if you were looking for names i suppose like mall grab special requests all of those are really doing great things at the moment and um, Pangia, Pariah, Hessel Audio in the UK. Like I just, j- there's, there's way too many of them to be just. No. I, like saying all these. I always feel guilty. I'm not saying others. Because you know I yeah, because I, I, li- I, listen to so many different ones at the moment. But um, I, I suppose without sounding too cringy, I enjoy going out and listening to other uh, DJs or other collectives that are doing the same as us because I feel like there's such a hunger for it in Ireland. There's such a um kind of there's so much attention and so much love for it in Ireland at the moment and it's getting so much uh, so many crowds at events and stuff like that that there's incentive there for younger DJs to be pushing themselves and to be doing more and um, it's really exciting going and hearing like DJs that I haven't heard before you show up and they play like an amazing set and you, I've never heard of this guy before kind Absolutely. of thing like, I love that um, and I, and actually we've got a, another plug we've got another resident side coming up in Index and um, 20th 22nd february and um, with yin and yang and seclusion and they're two collectives that we've been listening to for ages and um, i'm sure they've been doing the same for us and we really like what they're doing and we really like the music and style that they play so coming together to do it is, is really exciting as well and um, but yeah, I suppose I, I don't think I've even really answered your question there all, <laughs> the, all the time. All the time, it's just it's really hard to say. Like yeah, the yeah, like list could on for ages.
0: music in any genre. Taste change from yeah. Yeah. from week to week. Day Absolutely. To day, so
2: Absolutely. You to what yeah.
1: you're saying, their own, was very akin to what we've heard about the the hip hop game in Ireland at the moment. You know, hmm. we talked to talked to Tebby Rex and we talked to uh, God Knows, and they've all kind of said like you know they'd like to hear new DJs so they can learn what other people are doing, but also they just it's a very supportive. Um, Group we have at the moment. Yeah. Um. But going back to what you're saying there, just about your are moving to London yourself. Are you worried that, let's say, the infrastructure of the Irish media is going to take you know these DJs and hip hop artists away from Ireland as they migrate to let's say the UK or the US? Um. Are we going to lose the the Irishness of these artists?
2: I I don't think so. I don't think they'll lose their Irishness. Although I do feel like that if if change doesn't happen, then they may have to like find their basis for what they're doing abroad. Mm. Um but I don't think they lose their Irishness and um, so to say like the likes of Softboy Records and stuff like that are like they're so kind of close to their roots at the moment. It's so cool to see that like mm. do you know they're just being who they are. Yeah. They're not trying to be like the textbook hip hop artists that you get coming up from anywhere else. Um yeah, no, I don't I don't think I don't think is it, I think being Irish is definitely something to be so proud of it's so so cool when you do go abroad to be able to say you're Irish, um and I think it'll be just it'll be amazing to be able to um have an unreal kind of scene to talk about at home and to be bringing people back to where you're from rather than having to fly out and um I suppose go and enjoy the type of music we want to or the type of events we want to be going to abroad which is something we've been doing so much like even the last boys together like we've been. Um, to so many events together, that, um, and whether that be in Ireland or abroad, and I just suppose we want to be able to bring that back to Dublin, so we don't have to mm. have to go so away to.
0: Speaking of any memorable events, any memorable concerts that
2: you've been to recently? Um, I I was at Mel Festival last summer, um, and uh, saw Skepta, most like. I, I've never seen a man to just get a crowd so involved. Yeah. And like I obviously would have been such a huge fan of him before, but just seeing him live, he's just on another level. Um in terms of like uh, that 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 is hands down one of the best camping festivals I've been to as well, by the way. They right. just right. Melfest, is it? Mel Festival, yeah. Right. It's um I think it's like an hour and a half south of Berlin. But it's uh Right, okay. It, they just do it so well over yeah, there. Like a like, couple of mates I think heading to there during the summer. Yeah. yeah. Like everything from like diversity in the lineup to how they run the festival to like even like the way they like you you could basically buy like 20 cans and get like 50 cents back for every can you brought back and and that kind of thing so the way it 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 worked out is if you bought like three crates then you get the first one or the fourth (laughs) one free do you know what i mean like just little incentives like that like it just made it um was so much cleaner like you know in comparison to some of the festivals we've got going Mm -hmm. over here um at home, then, like I don't think anything stands above AVA uh, in Belfast at home. I'm going to the AVA in Dublin that's coming up soon enough, um, and that'll be interesting. I've never been to one of their things in Dublin, but I've been to the one in Belfast a few times, and it's just second to none. It's it's insane. Uh,
0: last Friday there, we went to I Hate Models in the uh, District Eight. Blew the head off. people like yeah. I, I knew exactly what I was like. I was expecting it to come, but some of the heaviest stuff I think I've ever listened yeah, that's to. That's crazy. Yeah. Stuff. did yeah. you enjoy it absolutely and it was like it's my first time being in district eight since it reopened up and so it yeah was, mm-hmm. it
2: was it was it, he's very intense like it's yeah. it's so enjoyable oh, i love was, i love how how like it's just so non stop right? yeah, yeah. So,
0: like we were um at one point, me and my friend Kate were right up at the front like at the barrier and he was playing and obviously like very bass heavy stuff, and you could feel the vibrations going through your <laughs> you like,
2: yes, <laughs> know I love seeing how like Someone like him as well, how like invested in it he gets, like how much oh, fun yeah. he has on stage. It's so cool, and even like the the two support acts you saw there as well, Aaron and Colleen, I think. Were yeah, right. I think mm. we, uh, I
0: think we caught the the latter of the two. We were a bit late coming in there, but we caught the latter I think, so. Yeah,
2: but like they're flying the flag so well for Ireland yeah. as well, and I, I like the fact that we've got such talent like that in Ireland at the moment, and we don't have the scene really for them to mm. properly. Um, showcase themselves is uh, is also worrying as well. Like you know, that's true.
0: But we'll we'll hope for better. Owen, like in terms of your own personal work and for the team, maybe in general, in a year's time, what would you like to look back and say you've seen like happen um, with like let's say Lost and your own DJing and then also the Irish dancing team as well.
2: Um, with Lost, uh, basically that like, we'd still be going yeah. is, is as is all I'd ask for really. Um, and that and that we keep things taking over we've been lucky since we've come to dublin that we actually haven't made we'd say many mistakes and that like we haven't put on an event and lost money and had to build that back up it's kind of just been kind of um, very much a case of kind of invest and make a little bit more and invest reinvest and reinvest and that's gotten us to the stage we're at today so i'd hope like um, co- come a year's time that we'd have a few other big massive gigs under our belts and um, like the one coming up in march um, Myself, I suppose I've been so focused on Lost recently that I haven't really pushed myself as a DJ in the last year or two. But it's definitely something that I want to start paying a lot more attention to. So, um, you know, even just a small bit of progression there, getting more gigs as a solo artist would be would be great. But, um, even if that wasn't happening, and Lost would be would get to the stage that I would wanted to get on, I'd be happy out with that. Um the Irish scene, then, obviously, I'd love to see uh, longer opening hours. But to be quite honest, like I'm not. Um, that, that well educated on on the whole campaign to know when exactly yeah. that's going to happen, um, and I don't future know future how real. depends on government. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm yeah. just not sure how real. are going to extend uh, opening hours in Ireland. Yeah. 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 lots of promises there, though. <laughs> we uh, are yet we to see if they're yeah. going
1: to um, or not. We're talking about festivals there. You've been. How many festivals abroad have you been to? Just wonder.
2: Um. Uh,
1: if it's been a good few, how would you compare them to Ireland and? Do you think they're things we can
2: do abroad, better over here? Been to Melt it's more gigs and stuff I've been to yeah. a lot. Like I've been to the Warehouse Project a good few times in the UK, um, and and I suppose gigs in the UK actually. Now that I think about it, I've I've been over there a lot just mm. to, to different events and stuff, um, and it, like is the question how they compare to
1: to over here? Like what can we do to improve? Like how can we facilitate more? As I was talking about earlier, electronic artists, uh, hip hop artists, yeah, uh, give um, a bigger name than let's say bringing. You know, big name from abroad to EP as the headliner.
2: Okay, um, well, I suppose like, uh, like it would say my first time in London, I went to a nightclub called Fabric, and um, the major difference between over there and here is that I didn't leave Fabric until eight o'clock in the morning mm. when it closed, and me and the lads had, had watched Bicep, uh, play a DJ set for the last four hours of that. Like, Just so to watch them play that from like four, four hours to hours four to <laughs> eight a.m. Um, was just insane, like, and we were just kind of saying, like, imagine if you were able to go to a club in, in Ireland and be coming out of it when everybody else is going to work, and just, you know, and nothing, nothing being wrong with that, like, yeah. there's no issues surrounding it. We were kind of just like, this would work so well in Ireland, and just it's more confusion as to why it's not that way. So I suppose I can sound like a broken record saying that, um, well, the main difference is like. We haven't got the same lot or the, the longer opening hours that abroad has. Um, that'll be the the major difference. And and I think once that once things like that change and there's more grounds to run longer and better events in Ireland will bring more more DJs to Ireland and will eventually make the events better. And um, do you know like they gave us and night put up a thing there last last week or the week before of like all of the closing times the legal closing times across Europe. And as if Dublin wants to consider itself one of the kind of leading cities in Europe going forward it needs to take itself off the you know the earliest of yeah. like we were, I think we we're the earliest by an hour um, and everything else is just so much there's so much more leeway uh, in other cities and I just don't understand why it's not the same here um, and, and I'm yet to understand an argument um, against it if you know what I mean
0: Cause, yeah because we're talking about longer opening hours not longer bar serving hours like the no, bar not can at close all. at 2 o'clock in the morning yeah. and people can just enjoy the rest yeah, of the night yeah there's no issue yeah. with that yeah, right, yeah exactly I think I think there is a lot of confu- or confusion maybe not be the right word but I think some of the people that are in charge of legislation think that we're campaigning for yeah. People to be to say like s- I was still getting drink at four o'clock in the morning yeah am not the case, yeah. Like, yeah. again again
2: like there's 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 people involved in it that are really driving it forward and I suppose as a young person who's involved in in that kind of scene what we can what we can do is just to keep putting like keep putting the logo on our on our event posters keep promoting it on our pages as much as we can because I know that it's eventually going to bring us opportunities, as I said, to be able to work in that industry in Ireland. So that's why we we'll just we can keep doing, um, and then all that like technical stuff can be left to the people Absolutely. that are driving forward.
1: Well, Owen, um, me and Colm have bumped into Lost many times, and our friends, our friends of friends, and consistently, it's always the most enjoyable night we always have on yeah. a night out. You know, great to hear yeah. You yeah. And uh, I think beforehand, before Lost, we even thinking like, would you go out to this place? Would you go out to this place, or but now it's where we go to Lost, and you know, it's an authentic experience every time you're there. Um, so what I'd say is just keep doing what you're doing and uh, hopefully yeah, keep doing much. a lot better yeah,
0: And much. get if you're listening to this get out and support not just Lost but in, Lost in particular but not just Lost any collective yeah. any Give Us The Night campaign get out and support because that's the only way we're, we're going to it's change. The it's the, the only way we're going to exactly Owen thanks a million for
2: coming Excellent, on guys. It's, it's, awesome. been a it's been a pleasure thank start. you very much alright I hope that was alright yeah, that was great <laughs> yeah, this has been a
0: conversation with <laughs> all own lines of Lost thanks a million for